Hello and welcome to another episode of Netsticks and Chill. Thank you for tuning into the podcast. I am your host, Gordon Goodenough, and I'm joined by my co-host, Andrew McDougall. How, how are you going today, Andrew? I'm um, good, mate. It's um, been an interesting week, and today uh, my Calgary Flames uh, finally <laughs> put their last nail in the coffin for, <laughs> for playoffs. Uh, it's been a hellfire season, so it's... It's sort of good they haven't finished, actually. Yeah, well, you know, now now you've got a chance at uh, Bedard, so you know, not a good chance, but you've got a chance. Um, my my season will probably finish up in a couple of weeks as a Leafs fan, so you know, you 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 get a little bit of extra time to go golfing and and whatnot. So congratulations uh, on that one. Um, <laughs> we we are uh, we we've had it at the uh, men's under eighteen tournament. Uh, that that just took place um, the double IHF tournament that Australia was uh, a part of. Um, uh, Australia finished third, tied third on points, uh, but unfortunately, with all the tiebreakers, they finished fifth in the six uh, team group. Uh, they had a real chance at, at a silver medal if if they had beaten the hosts Bulgaria. Um, you know they you know coulda shoulda woulda. Um, a, a tough task, but they they could have finished with with a bronze. But the tournament, uh, Netherlands ended up taking out the tournament with the perfect five wins in five games, a ridiculous twenty six goals scored and only seven conceded. Uh, China finished second with uh, uh, four wins, just the one loss to the Netherlands, and Chinese Taipei uh, finished third with the tiebreaker ahead of Bulgaria and Australia. So Belgium gets relegated, the Netherlands goes up. And Australia stays uh, to consolidate their position uh, in uh, Division Two Group B. Um, do, do you have any uh, comments about the the tournament, Andrew? Uh, I was one thing I think that really um, I was uh, happy with is it seemed like they really dug in throughout the tournament. Uh, so if you the first game against the Netherlands, it was a six-one loss. And they could have really just sort of thrown, you know, thrown their hands up in the air type of thing off to a sort of bad start. But they, they dug in, and that was really pleasing to see. Uh, and they um, got a couple of wins. And that Bulgaria game, uh, it was close until the final period. Uh, so, um, yeah, it was, it was really pleasing to see that they, they were able to, to stick in and, and stick together and, and get a couple of results. Yeah, it, it, it's um, it's... Never nice to, to go through a tournament with zero wins. Uh, you know, Belgium was unfortunate to experience that fate. But, yeah, Australia, you know, did, did themselves uh, proud. And, and as I said, it, it was um, on a nice edge to, to actually medal. So uh, a good effort uh, from them and a good effort to avoid the drop. There's another tournament that's uh, coming up, the, the men's senior men's national team. Uh, they are competing in Spain uh, this weekend. Uh, it, the tournament takes place or starts on Sunday local time in, in Spain. Um, Australia is in a, a group with Georgia, uh, Iceland, obviously Spain, Israel, uh, and uh, Croatia as well. Um, so it will be interesting to see uh, how Australia goes uh, in this in this group. Uh, do you have any predictions, Andrew? Uh, not really, mate. It's going to be tough. All world championships are never easy. Um, but I think the squad, I like the look of the squad. 
and when you you know, throw in uh, Ethan Hawes, who's highly, highly rated here in Australia um, and overseas, doing good things, um, and Daniel Pataki as well. Um, uh, you know, it's 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 a good squad um, on on paper anyway. I think it is um, in terms of Australia. So I I think they should bode well over there. Yeah, and, and goaltending, goaltending is strong. I think uh, Australia's you know got got some good goalies in this in this tournament. So um, they they can steal you steal your games uh, these sorts of sort of you know short form tournaments. Um, so of course, stay tuned. Uh, for that, uh, it's it's a little bit um, the timing is you know unideal in that it comes right at the start of the AIHL season. So some AIHL teams will of course be uh, missing uh, some of their players for the opening two weekends, uh, really for the uh, for the AI. Um, but let's let's segue into the AIHL. What a seamless segue that was. And so we're, we're really going to spend most of this episode uh, giving you our ridiculous takes, um, which will all be true, no doubt. Uh, but we'll, we'll give a preview of the new and, uh, you know, it revised format for this season, of course, with, with uh, 10 teams. Um, you, you just wrote a couple of articles previewing what's happening. Uh, Andrew, take us through what's, what's changed in the AIHL this season. Um, yes, it was basically a couple of articles, just a, a quick snapshot of um, not entire rosters, but just um, some individual players and some imports that teams have signed um, so far this season. And I think there could be um, a couple of more signings prior to the season kicking off. Uh, but obviously, as you said, it's got the two conferences. Um, you've got an expansion team, Brisbane Lightning, and you've also got three teams returning in the Adelaide Adrenaline, Perth Thunder, and the Central Coast Rhinos, who haven't been around for a while, um, they're back in the competition as well. So it's it's going to be a jam-packed season. So Conference A contains the two Melbourne teams for the, the Melbourne uh, derbies and the two Sydney teams for the Sydney derbies or Battle of Sydney. And the uh, the one um, other team joining those, those two kind of sets of rivals is the Perth Thunder. Um, Take take us through the the imports for these clubs. Has there is there a, an import or, or set of imports that that kind of stood out to you? Um, I think hopefully I get this this right. This right, Stefan Fournier um, signing for the Ice Dogs. I actually think that's massive for the the league um, for the AI. Um, I think Stefan will um, put on a good show in the AI this season. And Stefan's a high-quality hockey player, former NHL prospect, um, all that sort of stuff. And he's at a good age, so not sort of coming here really late um, in his career, actually coming here at a good age where he's going to contribute some really meaningful hockey for the Ice Dogs. Yeah, I, th I think it's it's uh, it's it's interesting. He's, he's spent a lot of time in the AHL, uh, of course, in the... Uh, East, East Coast Hockey League as, as well and, and uh, other leagues in, in North America and roundabout. But, you know, he's, he's not just, oh, he's, he's played a handful of games in the AHL. He's, he's, he's played a lot. And as you say, as, as an NHL prospect, as part of the Montreal Canadian system. Um, so I think that that will be really, it, it's a good sign for the league that these players are coming, um, you know, who are, who can, you know, who can really light it up. Yeah, absolutely. And, 
I look at a team like the Perth Thunder, I think they've actually recruited really well. Um, they've got a, a couple of um, Quebec boys there who have played for the Quebec um, Ramparts as well. Um, Anthony, Anthony Gagnon, I think that's how you say his name. He was a, a former captain as well. Um, American center on a gene. Um, he's uh, signed and he's going to suit up for the Thunder as well. So I think the Thunder are actually going to be very competitive as well with the roster they're putting together as well as the local local talent that they're signing up. Um, the Melbourne Ice, I don't think they've actually um, announced any imports at the moment, but they've got, I suppose it's the the demise of the PHL is the AI's um, um, treasure or, or bonus or whatever you want to call it um, with a few players from the Melbourne Ducks and the coast and a few other clubs like that, they're sort of transferring over to these, to the AI clubs this season. Um, so the ice have got Jamie Burke and Jack Carpenter and um, former um, club legend, uh, Liam Webster is also moving back to the ice as well. Um, the Melbourne Mustangs, um, they've got, Ty Wishart and Scott Timmons both returning for this season, which is massive. So just with those two there, I think the expectations at the Mustangs is going to be high. I don't think they're going to have those those two players on the roster that want to go all the way and win the, win the Cup. Um, Bradley Apps also returns from the Canterbury Red Devils over in New Zealand. Um, he spent um, a couple of seasons away from the AI. Um, he was formerly of the Mustangs. Um, Thomas Flack as well. Um, Chris Lawrence is actually, with the announcement of Pat McMahon, who's going to coach the Mustangs this season, Chris Lawrence is actually going to suit up as an on-ice player. Um, so Chris is over in, in Scotland at the moment playing for Five Flyers. Um, so Chris will, will come back here um, and suit up for the Mustangs. Um, then they've got Canadian um, goaltender Liam, Liam Hughes as well, um, who I think, I think Liam will work alongside um, Sebastian Woodlands and it should be a good tandem um, for those two at the club. Um, so, yeah, there's a lot of lot of talent, it seems, coming into the club, uh, into the league, sorry. Um, a lot of um, SPHL talent, a lot of um, East Coast Hockey League talent um, coming over to the AI. And when you look at the rosters, a lot of the, lot of the rosters look strong. They look strong on paper. So it should be really competitive. Yeah, I, I think the certainly... You know, you can you can be have a position on either side as to the PHL and 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 what it did for the league, but you you can't deny that that you know as unfortunate as, as it may be that the PHL no longer exists and doesn't provide that kind of you know competitive environment. Um, team rosters look a lot stronger this season as as opposed to last season, even with the increase in in teams. So it's it's going to be. Um, exciting and there's a lot of unknowns obviously um you know perth thunder haven't been in the league for four years um so uh, like unless you live in perth and i, I dialed in I, I don't know if you know necessarily what the team you know uh, how a lot of the different players have developed in that four-year period so yeah it's going to be interesting um i think the other one to the other one to mention actually um is thomas forrest signing for the ice um, so you've got Michael James there already, who's a veteran of the league and a really, really good goaltender. Um, if Michael James gets support in front of him, um, he can be one of the best goaltenders in the league. So Thomas Forrest is a, a rising star um, in the goaltending department here in Australia. Um, we've seen that um, in the PHL. We've seen it at the national level. 
Um, and even Sarah, when we've had her on, she's actually spoken about Thomas. So um, Thomas is going to learn a lot um, alongside Michael James as well. So that's a, that's a really good signing for the ice. Yeah, and the, the other thing I just wanted to point out, which you included a little mention about it in your article, is uh, Ty Wishart. He, he's, he's kind of having a, a dual role where uh, I think if you watched Ty Wishart last season, for me, the, he was so impressive. The ability to absorb pressure behind the net and then launch a, you know, a, a two-line breakout pass to a streaking Scott Timmons. Um, his ability on the power play to do that fake shot, it looks like a uh, fluffed shot that lands perfectly on Scott Timmons' stick for a one-timer. Like he, he is an incredible presence as a player, but I think uh, him getting into kind of a management role, I would love to see uh, some of these players stick around uh, post-playing career and, and and help the league. Uh, whether that happens or not, obviously it's it's far too soon to tell, but I, I thought that was an exciting thing to see. Yeah, it's it's really good. And I suppose it happens a lot. I mean, people get here to Australia and they like the environment, they like the culture, they like the living, um, and they want to stay here as long as they can. And, and some, some of them actually stay here forever. And then they end up playing in the national team representing Australia and things like that. Um, so it's really good to see um, Ty actually commit to an off-ice role as well. Um, it sort of shows that he's bought into the club and the culture and what they're trying to build there. Absolutely. So moving, we'll move on to uh, the... Oh, sorry. I was just going to say, before we move on from, um, from the conference, um, one of the big ones... Uh, that everyone should look out for. And if you watch the under-20 world championships was Dmitry Kulosov um, suiting up for the Ice Dogs. Um, one of the one of the stars of Australian ice hockey um, that you're going to see for a long time. Um, if you watch the yeah, if you watch the world championships, you'll know what Dimitri's all about. Um, it's going to be very exciting to see Dimitri in the AI. Yeah, I think I think he came so close to beating Peter Forsberg's record for most points in a in an international tournament, it was uh, he had he had an absolutely incredible tournament. He's joined, I believe, it's uh, uh, by his younger brother, yeah, Ivan Kulashov, who represented Australia just um, a week or, or two back at the Under Eighteen World Championship. So um, the Ice Dogs have certainly um, retooled quite quickly, and their lineup is is looking quite impressive. Um, Moving to Conference B uh, now, and Conference B consists of the reigning champions, CBR Brave, the runners-up, Newcastle North Stars, uh, the um, Adelaide Adrenaline, the Brisbane Lightning, and the Central Coast Rhinos. Uh, talk us through some of the uh, the big import signings uh, for, for these clubs, Andrew. So... One of the ones that stands out for me um, in this conference is Darcy Walsh, um, a Canadian centre, um, only 24 years of age, but had a really good um, junior career. If you just go by, um, just go by the numbers, because um, that's all you can sort of gauge a lot of imports that come over here. You just go by the numbers. Um, really, really good junior career um, in Canada. Um, so yeah, I'm, I'm really excited to actually see Darcy out there for the adrenaline. Um, 
as well, another another big, although it's not an import signing, but a, a big player shift is uh, Wahib Darge moving from the CBR Brave to the Newcastle All Stars. Um, what what impact do you anticipate that that ha uh, that having? Oh, it's going to be massive. Um, if anyone knows anything about Australian hockey, you're going to know who Darge is um, and what Darge is going to bring. Um, Hasn't slowed down at all, um, 50 points or more in the last three seasons. Um, so that just sort of shows the quality that Newcastle is going to have coming into the into the club, into the forward pairings. Um, so it's a massive, massive signing for Newcastle. Um, and it really, Newcastle always put out a strong team um, and they're a strong club. So they always, every year, they always look to to go all the way and win the cup and they were close last season. So adding Darge, it's, it's going to be... Um, yeah, it's going to, it's going to push them really close. Uh, and another team that we haven't seen for a while, the uh, Adelaide Adrenaline. Uh, they, uh, you know, they obviously there were, there were issues last season, and they they uh, kind of pulled out at the last minute. Um, how do you anticipate Adelaide uh, make uh, within their return to the league? I think they'll go well. They've they've focused a lot on local talent. Um, and as we said before, same sort of deal with the PHL. Um, you know, Joey McDougall has signed um, Steve Best, Ryan Fole, um, Zach Boyle. Um, so they've 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 focused heavily on on local talent, which is smart. Um, you want to if you want to have sort of local players that that know the city and grew up in the city and um, all that sort of stuff. So that's that's um, they're gonna. They, I think they're gonna be strong and. The signing that I, I really, really liked was um, Nathaniel Benson, um, another another rising star of Australian ice hockey, uh, coming off a, a really strong season in the PHL with the Adelaide Avalanche, um, 27 points from 18 games, um, 10 goals, 17 assists. So that's a really, really good signing for the Adrenaline. Yeah. No, it's... Um... It's it's going to be interesting to to see how they go. Of course, they they haven't had a win I think since two thousand and eighteen, having gone uh, winless in two thousand and nineteen. So hopefully they can uh, get on the board and uh, make the fans happy in Adelaide. Um, the the other uh, teams in the mix. Uh, any any comments on Central Coast Rhinos, the Brisbane Lightning? Uh, what what do you expect them to bring to the uh, to the conference and the league, I think the I think the Lightning will be competitive because they've already shown that in the exhibition games, um, and once they get a settled roster, um, and they get a couple of more imports, um, they've signed Alexis Gerard, um, the Canadian defender, um, <laughs> who's probably going to stand Alexis up next to Ty Wishart. Going to be two big, massive defenders on the blue line. Um, I think he's like six foot something and a hundred kilos. Um, so that's a really good signing. Um, Glenn Forbes White is actually, I'm really excited to see um, what Glenn can do with the Lightning. Um, really, really good goaltender. Um, and then you've got the experience of um, guys like Damian Bright, who I believe will captain the club um, this season um, across the blue line, um, just a veteran of the league. Um, and then you throw in, um, which is which is what is exciting about the league this season, um, is a lot of the, the young talent, the under-20 talent, um, like Lachlan Clifford, who's going to be playing for the Lightning. Um, so we're going to get to see 
some really good young talent out there in the AI this season as well. Um, the CBR Brave, I think, I think they're going to be good again. They're not going to just fall off the perch, even with Darge um, leaving. Um, you got Casey Cabara recommitting to the club um, and things like that. I don't think, I don't think they're going to go anywhere. Um, and the Rhinos, I think with the Rhinos, they're they're really intriguing. I don't, I'm not really sure on what to expect from the Rhinos, but I just know that with Bert Malloy there. You're gonna get it. You're gonna get real strong leadership um, in the locker room and off the ice. So that's really gonna hold the club in good stead. Um, they've signed a couple of uh, Swedish players as well, um, and a Canadian goaltender. Uh, so yeah, it's it's. I'm not sure with the Rhinos what to expect, but I I think they're going to have um, a really good culture there, and it's gonna you know in the next few years, I suppose they might not come out of the blocks this season. Uh, in the next few years, they'll they'll continue to build, especially with Bert there. Uh, and any other comments you wanted to make on uh, Conference B before we go to our, um, uh, I guess hot takes would be a, a kind way to to put them. Um, yeah, not really. I think I think one of the one of the big losses, um, from what I understand, anyway, is Ethan Hawes not suiting up for the North Stars. So that's going to be a big blow for, for Newcastle this season, um, current Rookie of the Year. And yeah, if you've watched, um, if you watched Newcastle um, last season, um, Ethan was absolutely lightning and a real, real standout. You could just sort of see that there's something about about Ethan. And um, I interviewed Ethan for the Inner Sanctum. You get a really good insight if you have a read of the article about his journey and things like that. So um, yeah, it's going to be a big loss. Yeah, no, it definitely will be. That that article too is uh, was an excellent article. I, I remember it. So make sure you go to the innersanctum.com.au and uh, do a search. You can search for Ethan Hawes. You can search for Andrew McDougall and, and look at all of Andrew's articles, which includes, of course, the, the two conference preview articles. So uh, without further ado, let's uh, let's hit our predictions for for the season uh, uh, do you have a uh, a big prediction for for the season for us Andrew I was just thinking should we throw Stevens first get Stevens out out in front yeah oh definitely um yeah so so Stephen Stephen had a had a hot take about conference because if, if we put Stevens out most people will remember Stevens and then they'll forget about ours because it'd be on the back end of this conversation, you know? Yeah, that's a good strategy. And if we're all wrong, <laughs> I think we, we just pin it on Stephen. So um, <laughs> Stephen's prediction was that the AIHL champion would come from Conference A, which, as we mentioned, consists of two Melbourne teams, the Mustangs and Ice, the two Sydney teams, Bears and Ice Dogs, uh, and the Perth Thunder. Um, so that that is certainly a take. Um, not completely out of the realms of possibility. We, we've seen how the Sydney Bears have been able to, um, you know, compete. Uh, and, and they defeated, I think, you know, um, the CBR Brave uh, last last season and, and took it to them down in the games in, in, uh, down in Canberra too. 
Um, what what would be your big take for the season, uh, Andrew? Um, my big take. See, I, I don't know if it's a, I don't know if it's going to surprise anyone or anything like that. But I I'd still think the CBR Brave will will win the cup. Um, I just think they're too strong, and I I just think they're um, just as a as a club, um, they're very strong on and off the ice, and that that really bodes well. Um, for your performance on the ice, I I think the Brave will will win the cup. Yeah, uh, I th I think that will make some of our listeners very very happy. And our fellow uh, member of the AWHL marketing team, Scott Stevenson, who's obviously the media manager for the CBR Brave, will make him very happy as well. Um, my my hot take for the season is probably comes from a place of a bias. Um, I, I love my Sydney Ice Dogs, and last season it was a, a pretty difficult season to see them finish last, but they've made a ton of uh, changes both off the ice and on the ice. They've added in club le legend uh, Thomas Manko as an assistant coach. Um, they Obviously, they bring back Nick Caviotis as an assistant coach. They've got uh, Jimmy DeFore as an associate coach. And Jason Quizler, the uh, is multiple guest on the podcast as the head coach. So I am going to predict that the Sydney Ice Dogs make the at least the semifinals of the AIHL finals. Um, so I, I think that they will um, make the playoffs with with their roster and uh, yeah, make. I, I'm I'm stopping short of saying that they're going to win the cup. Um, but I, I reckon that they've got a, a good chance uh, to really establish themselves as, as a contender for, for the next few years. So that's my hot take. Um, feel free yeah, if you... Yeah, sorry. I, don't, I actually don't think you, you might be far wrong, to be honest. I think they'll improve massively this season, the Ice Dogs. Yeah, well, when, when you finish last, it's, you know, there's a lot of room to improve. So... They they certainly do uh, and and you know bring as you said bringing the uh, both Ivan and Dmitry Kuleshov I think bringing in some some cover as well in, in goal with um, um with Allison to kind of provide a a you know a one one a one b uh, scenario with uh, Jacob Dornbus uh, I I think that's that's going to be good and I th I think they're strong on the blue line Daniel Pataki I think uh, correct me if I'm wrong but I believe this season. He has the opportunity to break the Ironman uh, streak for consecutive goals uh, games played. Um, so um, I'm looking forward to seeing to seeing him. Um, it does uh, actually that that's an interesting one. If you miss uh, games uh, due to playing in an international tournament, does your Ironman streak continue? <laughs> If, if you're a listener, if you, if you tweet, tweet us, tweet us uh, either netsticks underscore chill uh, or uh, at uh, this is Doogie or at Gord Good Enough uh, and let us know. Um, you know, I'm just too lazy to look it up and Google it, and I don't know if you'd even find the answer on Google. So that's uh, an interesting one. Um, just a just another one while you're talking about the ice dog. Um, and I, I don't know, I'm probably going to butcher his name, but Brandon Egli, or Egli, um, I think he's going to be a, a really, really good signing. 
Um, yeah, get, gonna shore up the, the defense. I think you know you you add him in, into the group with you know uh, Daniel Pataki, uh, Marcus Hosen, um, uh, who who represented Australia at, uh, internationally at the under twenties, and then the uh, Shannon McGregor, who's just um, he's just a tough as nails uh, kind of defenseman. Patrick D Dittrich, who used to be a professional boxer, I believe, um, and and is is on the blue line. Um, just a, a, a hard to play against. You add Brandon into that mix. That is a hard to play against group um, that's going to clear the front of the net. And, you know, I, I, they struggled with that last season. Um, and I, I, I think it bodes well for this season. Um, yeah. A any, any other final thoughts before we wrap things up? Um. Are we doing? Are we doing minor predictions? Are we not worried? Are we doing... Oh yeah, we we can do minor predictions. Yeah, what 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 have you got? Um, oh, just a couple of ones. I think um, Dmitry Kulosov will win Rookie of the Year, and I actually think Darcy Walsh will finish in in the top ten in the points in the points leaders this season. You're right. Okay, uh, I guess I guess I need to go. I need to go for mine. Um. I I think the um I think Jeremy Friedrich uh is going to be goaltender of the year for the Adelaide Adrenaline. Um I I believe too that the the CBR Brave are going to uh, repeat as as a team. I think they're just uh, enormously and phenomenally strong. Um and maybe maybe an additional one um I think I think the Melbourne Ice are going to improve. Um, I, I I think that they're going to make the finals. I think Melbourne Ice are going to make the finals, even though they haven't had any huge import signings. I think the the growth from last year and the addition of, of Kerry Goulet uh, as as coaches is, is going to be good for the team. So those I guess they're my minor predictions, which will all probably be right. That, yeah, that's another one like the ice. Um... Just with Jamie Burke and, and guys like that, Liam Webster, it's gonna it's gonna be massive for the locker room. Yeah, absolutely. And like club legends returning, at the experience that they bring internationally and domestically is is gonna be phenomenal. Um, anything else you want to add, Andrew? Before we we ride off into the sunset? No, mate. That's enough. Terrible takes for today. Well, in, enjoy enjoy your off season now. Uh, you've 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 got it all cleared up for the rest of the month and and May. Um, it's time for me to see my Leafs lose in an increasingly agonizing and hellish manner. Um, but thank you for listening. Thank you for joining us. As always, uh, we love your feedback. Give us a comment. Tag us at netsticks underscore chill or at this is Doogie or at Gordon Good Enough. For Andrew McDougall, I am your host, Gordon Good Enough. Good night.